The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny's The Last of Us Breakdown. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I am joined by Blessing Adeoye Jr. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Bless. And making his return to the Kind of Funny stage for the first time in over a week. I'm sure there's a lot of pent-up energy and emotion and Greg Miller ready to pop out. It's the one and only Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Very good. Very good. to talk about some Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Endure and oh, yeah. Survive. We're going to have a great day together. D- Me and you. Three shows today. No. We have we have Last of Us screencast. Then yeah. after that, we got Games Daily. No. At the end of the day, KF Podcast. Wow. wow. I don't know which one's going to be best, but I think oh, we're going, I will, on, we're I going up from here. Shooting star, Greg. Be completely unhinged by the Kind of Funny podcast. That's the one you want to check out. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Does it involve some of you dying? It does. He, he keeps saying don't this. Say I don't that. like that part. And I don't know if that's legal to say. He really is the last of us. You know, that's what it all comes down to. Of course, guys, this boo. is the kind of tomato, 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 boo. It's a joke, guys. It's a joke. Maybe you should get fucking familiar. Okay. You know where you can get familiar? YouTube.com slash kind of funny. <laughs> I was already trying to flip that on us. That was also terrible. And roosterteeth.com as a video. But if you want to get it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast, and we will be right there for you. Uh, if you want to get the show ad free, though, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Trent Berry, James Hastings, Colin Huguenel, Casey Andrew, Nathan Lamoth. And uh, Trent Berry again. And I appreciate you so much oh, for being double there. double berries. The double berries, baby. Oops, all berries. Oh, wow. That's it, everyone. It's great. Uh, we're going to have such a good time today. Um, little housekeeping for you. We've been doing a lot of really cool stuff over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Specifically on the in-review side of things, uh, we have posted now our Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania in-review. You can check out and just going live earlier today, Creed 1 in review. That's right. We're ranking, reviewing, and recapping the Creed movies leading into Creed 3 in just a few weeks. It's major season, everybody, and I can't wait to be even bigger part of it than I am right now. Bless. I like that. Give me the taste and the teases here. What was the general consensus on Ant-Man and the Wasp? Uh, it was it's a little lower on the lower lower, lower. good okay. yeah 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 not bad just i never say bad it's, just it's, it's fine it's, it's weird okay you should check out our interview or the spoiler free review anyways speaking of spoiler free we're gonna talk right now spoiler free really top level real fast about what we thought about this episode episode six of the last of us on hbo and then we're gonna get into full spoilers for the entire last of Us series both games dlc everything so if you don't want to be a part American of that dreams i'm telling that ex- ex- making it extremely clear right now okay everybody especially you see you listening trent berry twice trent berry. exactly what do you think of this greg miller well i didn't talk about last week's episode either of course 
I so want to go start. No, I, I just think, man, I think both these episodes have been stellar, mm-hmm. and I think this one especially. Um, I, we're spoiler free, and I'm very loose. You know what I mean? I'll let you know, guys. All right, the screws aren't on tight anymore. So like, I'll. Uh, but it's like teared up. Thought you know, rode the emotional roller coaster a few times. Have some thoughts and opinions about Joel and Ellie, and I want to bring that to the table and talk to some of you, including Amarosa. Saw you in the chat out there. Jelly, we call him Jelly here. Do we call him Jelly now? Mm-hmm. Shit, fuck. Is that real? Did that happen while I was gone? Did you let that happen? Oh, yeah, that happened. That happened. God, <laughs> that man, happened. Shit, fuck. Okay, <laughs> I missed cool. this. Uh, but this is a, uh, another great episode. And, you know, again, I think it's so shocking these last two episodes. If you're Neil Druckmann and you're sitting there watching this on TV, you must think, I'm just the coolest motherfucker alive. You know what I mean? Of like how little they change certain things. Like so, so many th- shots and scenes being like shot for shot, recreation line for line. Like this is so fucking cool. Uh, the show continues to be uh, fantastic. I've been all in on these two episodes. Hell yeah. Bless. What about you? Yeah, I feel like this is the episode where I feel like Pedro Pascal saw what uh, they did with the Bill and Frank episode, saw what they d- did with other episodes, and was oh, like, "Fuck this up! I got it! I got it! I got it! I got it. <laughs> they're, not, they're not talking about me! They're not talking about me, Pedro Pascal!" He was like, "I got something to prove. Yeah, like I'm, exactly. I'm tired of letting y'all outshining me in this show." And we really brought it this episode. I thought Pedro Pascal really went for it. I would say even one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Pedro Pascal performance of all time is in this episode. PPP, PPP. Yeah, he absolutely. You saw him in Wonder Woman, though, right? I did see him in Wonder Woman. In this, he was good. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. he could be better. So that's right, a Wonder that's Woman. That's a good one. You're, you're what? Two for four? Two <laughs> for four? Hey. Uh, but yeah, I thought this episode was absolutely fantastic. I like how we talk about all every week the, the ways in which they adapt the, the game, right? And the things that they add and the things that they omit. Um, I thought that was a pretty interesting but good balance in terms of things they kept and things that they, they didn't keep. Uh, we'll talk about it in spoilers, but there are things where I'm like, oh, yeah, you did this way better in um, the show. Uh, than in the game in a way that make that, that I think is going to make season one, season two, and however long they go feel cohesive as a whole. But there's there, there's a few things from the game that I, I I missed a little bit, even though I understand why why they took those out. But overall, I thought it was a fantastic episode. We still harping on him not hanging upside down ever. I'm so mad. When when he's gonna <laughs> hang upside down? I mean, hey man, it's crazy they didn't do that. I'm still I am shocked to this day. Um, but I also don't think that we are out of the clear yet. I actually do. I don't think there's anywhere that could happen. Although it could happen in David's place. You sure, never know. Yeah, I know spoilers. Know. Um, why the fuck do we do this shit? So um, <laughs> I want to talk about this episode because I think it's the most quotable episode that we've had thus far in a show that has just been instantly quotable since day one. Every single episode has surprised me in some different way. And I continue to absolutely love the show. I think that the relationship between the two characters is like just as special as it was in the game, just in a totally different way. And I love that. I feel like you can listen to any episode of our recaps of these and there's similar praise and similar vibes to it, but they just keep impressing us in different ways and doing different things, the nailing different things where I'm like, damn, cool. They really got this stuff down. Um, damn. I, I have some, some criticism on the, the spoiler side of things. So I want to get there as soon as possible. Y'all ready to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler time, everybody. Who you want to criticize? Who are we criticizing? Who are we swinging on? Who are you mad at? What's up? Who are you mad at? Oh, it's not, not so much that. It's just that I do. If I if I had a criticism of, and again, full spoilers from here on out, everybody for everything Last mad. of Us, for everything ever. Last of Us, period. Um, I I understand how the ending with the, the university thing was as um, compact as it was because in the game, when you really think about the um things that happen at the university it's pretty much what they showed here in terms of this and this than this um and i liked the surprise factor of how quick it happened like we played the game we know what's going to go down here the kind of like not fake out but the setup of the panic attacks earlier it's like oh are they gonna 
have him have a heart attack or something instead of getting stabbed and like she has to deal with that so i like that i was kind of on the edge of my seat and when it happened i just didn't expect it that quick i thought oh at least they're gonna go in at least there's gonna be like more action here so i liked the take me by surprise factor of it all but then what i didn't like is the sense of direction that they always seem to have like i feel like in the game i believed joel and ellie understanding why they're going from point a to point b a bit more in this one it does kind of seem now like i've, I've, and I've written it off a little bit in the last couple episodes is like okay cool they get this place and then somebody tells them to go there and they do that but like last week it was like all right cool they just got to go to wyoming and find tommy that's wild like think about being like oh, you got to go to you got to go to california and find greg miller it's like that's very 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 difficult and like sure they have information to get where they need to go and i'm okay with that but then in this episode for them to get to the um hospital i'm sorry the uh, university cool. and it'd be so cool and oh the set design was incredible i can't believe how much oh, yeah. they nailed that um as well as the many monkeys. other set designs in this and the monkeys all that stuff was great um but the the sense of abandonment of the place and like the urgency of like oh shit the people that are supposed to be here the end of our journey they're not here i didn't get that feeling at all them walking up and seeing a map on a, a whiteboard or whatever and being like oh Salt Lake City. it just it just didn't like it felt very very like oh wow that's how they're they know where to go next like it felt very easy to me in a way that I would have much rather get a little bit more them trying to put some things together and like explain a story that makes sense for them to mo to be motivated to leave. Interesting. I didn't have that uh, complaint for it. Um, in terms of Wyoming being big or whatever, I found it helpful and interesting that you know in the three month gap between the episodes, they've gone to those other cities, right? When they show up on the porch of the Native Americans' uh, house there, and it was just a great scene. It's fucking oh, yeah. awesome. Great, great uh, actors, both of them. I know the man. I've seen in a million different things. He's always like a character actor, almost always a cop. I feel like, but it doesn't matter. He's he's great, and I I don't know much about the woman, but she was fantastic too. Anyways, they have that conversation, right? Of like. You've been you've been out there. Yeah, we've been to and he mentions a bunch of Wyoming cities I don't remember. <laughs> or she mentions Ellie mentions a bunch and like, yeah, they're all overrun, they're all infected. So like in those three months they did ping pong around trying to find something else. They just stumbled into this by accident. The for me, it still worked fine. I, I could have gone for more of a and I understand it's happening fast, but more of a fuck. What the fuck? God damn it. Yeah, yeah, like our hopes were on this. They didn't totally. seem like their hopes were on exactly. it, right? It seemed like they got there. Oh shit, well, this thing is all pointing to Salt Lake City. So I guess we're going to Salt Lake City next. Yeah, for me, it felt like they were following clues, right? I think by the time they got to that uh, cabin in the middle of nowhere and they start talking about how, yeah, everything west of here, like, it's death over there. Like, don't go over there. You're going to fucking, you're not going to come back, right? I think that being the key of, all right, let's check out what's over there and that then leading them to Tommy's place and then Tommy and his crew talking about how, yeah, like, rumors are, even, bad rumors don't necessarily mean that we're bad, right? Like, we, Bad reputation doesn't mean you're a bad person. Exactly, right? Being able to communicate that as a way of being like, hey, we stay hidden and we stay scary because that is what keeps us safe. For me, it helps it make sense. But also, I agree a bit in terms of university. Like, I felt like, I, I felt that could have been fleshed out even more. And for me, it was more so even the way that uh, it ended, right? In the way that Joel was incapacitated. I That's one of the few things this episode where I was like, oh man, I think I prefer the game way more just because, you know, here it was... What they're uh, walking through, seeing the monkeys, getting to the um, uh, where the lab was, seeing that people were pieced out, looking at the map real quick and being like, "Oh, okay, right here. Like this, this is where they go." And then you have uh, about four or five hunters come through. I I understand why they compacted in this way because it is TV. It is them trying to get through everything. And there, what there's three episodes left, and you can pretty much pinpoint what each of those episodes are going to be. And so I understand how you get to the end of here by this episode. But you know, like both a compliment to this episode and maybe a, sm a small complaint zero infected 
which I think is powerful in the way that, hey, we have this show that is Last of Us, that is, you know, post-apocalyptic, that has all these infected, has all this stuff, but every single episode, it's not The Walking Dead, right? Every episode doesn't have to have a zombie or an infector or a clicker or whatever, right? We're able to tell a heartfelt story without that stuff, but at the same time, I think, for me, the action part of the show uh, was a little bit lacking toward the end there, and I think maybe it could have been enhanced if they did have, like... Him swinging upside down or something. <laughs> him swinging upside down, or maybe, you know, in, in universe in the game, there is a part where there are the... I think there are the stalkers, maybe, like, a bloater, where, like, Joel falls, and then, like, you have to deal deal with those. I think maybe one of those moments could have helped uh, add in a bit more tension to- toward the end, because university, to me, felt fast. very quick. Yeah, yeah, this episode felt fast, where it was, you know... The start of it in getting to Jackson, I was like, okay, cool. And like, I thought the reunite, seeing Tommy and Joel reunite, that's where I teared up. I thought that was so well done. Getting there, it was like, okay, cool. And I think at some point we paused to go to the bathroom and it was one of those like, oh shit, this is a great episode of television. Oh shit. And I looked at the, I'm like, oh, they're going to, they're going to go to university today. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that necessarily. Right. And then I looked at like episode titles like, oh, well, Left Behind's next week. So I should have totally expected that to be that case. Uh, But this is one where I felt like, man, this is happening fast, which brings me, Ladies and gentlemen, to the chat live right now, watching as we recorded on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Just like you could be 9 a.m. each and every Monday morning. Oh, Amo Rosso says, the amount of times I think, quote, I actually like this more than the game while watching the show is insane. Never would have expected it. The show's fantastic. I'm having a great time. There are definitely things about it I think I like more here or there, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But something I found myself in this episode, again, which I love and, I, and I, I'm glad it's different, I don't feel I am all in on Joel and Ellie being besties, father and daughter, yada, yada, yada. I think they're building it in a different way. You know what I mean? There's a lot of great dialogue and exchanges between uh, Joel and Tommy, Joel and uh, uh, Ellie, Ellie and Maria that like are laying the groundwork, but to be this deep into it, even though in the game, I do remember when we rode up to the university and had the exact same conversation uh, about football and what the rules were, I remember being like, oh, that's so cute. They're actually being father and daughter. It, it was a bigger payoff for me in the game than it's been in the show. And I don't know, as somebody who prefers to play video games, if it's just me not being fair and grading, on, not, I should be grading on a curve because, of course, I was Joel in the game. I was doing all these things. I was protecting Ellie. There were the more little conversations that here and there that I was in it with like I don't feel like you know not, not to get over dramatic about it but like I lived that story kind of thing where it's like here I am watching things are happening in between they're having fun conversations it's always like you know the the banter between Joel and Ellie especially when they get to Jackson or on the way over to Jackson uh you know about wanting to hunt and wanting to shoot damn you're no Will Livingston and before you ask I don't know how they were like that's all really cute and fun but I'm still not buying in of like he he softened so much that he like loves her and I think they're showing that he loves her and he's telling it. And when he breaks down to Tommy and he, I mean, fucking again, back to your point about like, he saw the, uh, if you're an audio listener, back to blessings point hmm. about, yeah, man, the Bill and Frank episode have gone to these new heights. And so like the scene between Tommy and Joel, right. in the cobbler, like that is like legitimately like Pedro Pascal, like I'll fucking outact every one yeah. of you motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Where he's oh, like, yeah. I wake up, I'm failing in the dream. I don't know what it is, but I wake up without a part piece of me. It's like, Oh fuck. Like, that, that's why I, that, that's what starts to make me believe it more. I think them adding a, a bit more depth to Joel, to Joel in this episode between the panic attacks and between his whole conversation with Tommy talking yeah. about, I'm like, I'm failing in my sleep, right? I think they're they're leaning more on what happened between him and Sarah than purely between sure. um, on him and Ellie's relationship because in the game, you have way more time, right? In the game, it is, there are so many scenes where it is just Joel and Ellie because you are 
walking with them, you're getting into combat encounters, you're doing all this stuff. And what, by this point in the game, you're talking about maybe nine or 10 hours into it. Uh, whereas in the show, we're only on episode six and we only had one episode that was just Joel and Ellie chilling, sure. right? And that was the episode where they first get to, to Kansas City. They're fishing. Just They're <laughs> chilling, yeah, chilling together, but like, yeah, adventuring together. Because in the first the first episode, right, kicks it off. Sec uh, uh, second episode is them and Tess. Third episode, Bill and Frank, right? It wasn't until the fourth episode where we got that. And then even since sure. then, we got Sam and Henry, and now we're here. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think they've had enough time in the show to build that bond just between them. But I think they are leaning way more on hey, Joel feels this way because he just does, he doesn't want to fail again. Like, he is sure. more upset at himself as opposed to, I love Ellie, this is my daughter, and, like, I don't want to, to, to lose this girl. I think he's more so thinking about the mission, how he doesn't want to fail the mission, along with, like, he doesn't want to fail. It's all tied up girl. together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just, I appreciated more, I guess, in Last of Us Part 1, the game, where, uh, you know, you get separated, right? You know, Tommy runs off with Ellie, you run off with Maria's Joel, whatever. All hell breaks loose, you're trying to get the damn restarted or whatever. But when you have that reunite your uh, reunion scene and we get it from over Tommy's shoulder, basically as he talks to Maria and he turns around and it's Joel, but like to Ellie, but across the room, are you okay? Were you bit? No, but this one, and he's like, and Ellie's excitedly talking to him and he's excitedly listening. Like I, I remember that scene being like, ah, they're so good together. I love it. And this is again, to your point, a different thing. And I'm very, very, I, as someone who for the last 10 years give or take right has like stood on this hill of like joel's the bad guy like yada yada blah blah like the way last of us part one ends right i'm very they are putting so much into this pot already so many ingredients so many conversations so many little conversations that i'm gonna be very fascinated to see what i think of joel at the end of this how they frame this this HBO i mean i feel show. like they already they did right they set it up that he is the bad guy he's gonna be the bad guy but that's being a bad guy is kind of just par for the course, right? I think they did that last week with uh, with Henry's character, like explicitly saying that to sure. him before he dies, right? Well, yeah, and they've like done so much of how would you, how, you know, what would you sacrifice to save one person and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Had the conversations of like, even what I, for me with Last of Us Part One, the game, right? It was always the conversation uh, of I, and I think even on the spoiler cast we did on Beyond, Neil said this, right? That, that, Ellie wanted this. Like, she would want to give her life for it. And the problem with the game gets fishy is, like, I don't know why the Fireflies go one to fucking a million rather than just sit them down, explain the procedure, and you have to die. And, like, then have it be Ellie say, no, I don't want to give up my life, whatever. And then they'd be like, well, too bad. Then they're bad guys, and I understand how we escalate. You know what I mean? Uh, that, but then even in Last of Us Part Two, right, Ellie's like, I, I, my life could have fucking mattered. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, for the Ellie we got in Part 1, I had enough conversations with and, and, and choices made by her that I fully believe she wanted to give her life for it. And that's why I think Joel was the bad guy for robbing her of it, not even robbing the, the world. People always want to throw it back in my face. Well, how are, they, how are you going to distribute this? And you're going to, like, that's not even the point of this. Like, it's what Ellie wanted to do with her life that I feel he took away from her. And I love with that in this episode, even the beginning of it, where she's asking about how the dam makes electricity, yeah. which is such a little great bit. But um, her just being like, you could have made something up. I would, I'd believe you. Yeah. I just love that, that that later in the episode, we see he jokes about the, the contractor and them being cool or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and she just believes it. And I like, like, that to me is the seeds towards what you're talking about here about she is trusting him. And, like, if he lies to her, that's extra. And it's, what's going to be fascinating is I, so far with Bella, I don't, in her performance and her Ellie, I don't have it in my head that this Ellie wants to give up her life for this. Like, I don't get that vibe from her. See, I'm totally on the opposite sides of you guys. And yeah. I love the game so freaking much to me. It's just, it's comparing 
two apples that I love a lot. Okay, God, and you love apples. I just fucking love. <laughs> you I love, love berries more. I but do. You love it's, apples. It's Trent Berry and Trent Berry, you know. <laughs> um, but to me, I, I feel with the uh, with the with the video game storytelling for cinematic story games, it's a breadth of content as yeah. opposed to with movies and TV. It's the depth of content. I'm talking about the highest quality on both sides. So when it comes to The Last of Us on uh, PlayStation, it is. The little tiny moments is the bits of dialogue that as you're walking, something's happening, as you're reloading a, a quip made or something. And quip, not necessarily in the Nathan Drake way, but yeah. even just like a line of dialogue, like expressing the connection between the characters or their emotional state and all that stuff. Um, whereas in this, I feel like we're allowed to get deeper into Pedro Pascal's Joel and understand who he is, what makes him tick, his relationship with others that, like you guys were saying, connects to um, Ellie. But I think when we get like this Ellie, her trying to help uh sam and like actually like doing the blood thing like to me that is the first sign of her wanting the to be the cure that she would be the same conclusion that the game ellie gets to but i think that they're just getting there in a different way and i think that um because the show is real people it's always going to be different than playing a video game sure you add yourself with your the interactivity and all of that stuff like it's just live action has a different weight to it and with that i think that we see these these characters doing things. The action is never as heightened. There aren't ever as many people, as many zombies, as many bullets, as many anything. Yeah. Because it is every single encounter is way more heightened tension where, yeah, he can just get stabbed by a baseball bat accidentally. And that's just as impactful as him dramatically falling 3,000 feet down onto shrapnel or whatever the fuck it is. Mm. Um, I, was, I still would have heard him falling down for the second. Yeah, because it's cool and all that <laughs> stuff. But I just feel like it's there's still like we get there and like it. it the show is a lot more grounded in For that sure. way because they're they're trying to focus on the characters and like the impact that these are just humans they're not superhumans and they're not a video game character that is also you as an avatar all that stuff um and i feel like they're just doing a a better job in the show not better it's just uh, it's better in terms of the character depths of making them their own characters and in this world in this real life version of the last of us world that we're seeing on hbo i feel like the between um Joel and Ellie, what a father-daughter relationship looks like isn't what we think of as father-daughter relationships. It's sure. a father-daughter relationships relationship in the Last of Us world. I think that they're showing that extremely well, especially because the show can have flashbacks. The show can show Sarah literally and like as the Christmas trees there and him almost see her and all that stuff. And like the game doesn't do things like that. And I sure. think that that to me is what deepens their connection and how he sees her. Yeah. I think I think Joel's an interesting place because I do believe in him doing what he's probably going to do in the last episode, right? Like taking out the 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 doctors and everybody to, to save Ellie. I think this episode did a good job of framing that, of being like, "Hey, this is a man who's hurt. This is a man who's lost somebody before, and this is somebody, this is a man who does not want to lose somebody in the same way again." Even though at times it doesn't feel like they have that connection, I think by the time we get there, I think they will. But then also, right now, for his focus on the mission and his focus on not wanting to lose somebody else. I do believe that with him, but also I also don't believe that he's a bad guy. To Greg's point, a, a bit right where you know, like in the earlier in the episode, they have the scene where he's talking to the the couple in the cabin, and he's like, "All right, show me on the map where this thing is, and it better be the same as as, as your wife." The truth, yeah, yeah. Like you're telling, you're telling me the truth. I, yeah. I love that they, that they referenced it, but you made him soup. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they referenced that, but it wasn't as brutal, right? Like it, this, Joel was never going to shoot those people. Like, no, Joel was well, never good people, do right? Or at least that's the assumption. Yeah, yeah, and when like get to. David's, you know, trying to find out where they are. Then we'll see yeah. what he does. And, and, and that's what I'm hoping is the turn for, like how we perceive the uh, roles of good versus bad in this world, where everybody's just bad. Um, I want to see that in this next episode, or in I guess two episodes from now, probably, where it is 
him doing the same thing and him being like, all right, now I'm going to smash your head in because he has uh, hurting Ellie, right? Like, yeah. I want to see that version of Joel. So far, I feel like we've only heard about that version of Joel. He's talked about killing people in the past. He's talked about what him and Tommy did. I think seeing it would help frame that idea a bit more. Well, that'll be the, in, this, in this world where they really want to drill that home of, hey, everybody can be bad in this world. And I think that's what they're building to right now with the conversations he keeps having and the dreams he keeps failing and he doesn't want to fail Sarah. And we saw it in the very beginning with the, you know episode one, right, when he flips on the guard. Uh, but I think we're building to, yeah, that big champagne cork explosion moment of him waking up in the fireflies and being told, no, she's in surgery and it's gonna. that's when he goes like, ham, because he's all in on she is my daughter now. I'm going to protect her. I'm going to do all these things for her. And I think they've shown their work to get to that conclusion in a way that I I, I, I don't think this one's going to end. And I'm going to be like, Joel was the bad guy all along. Like, I think he's probably going to still lie to Ellie. But again, I just don't feel like this Ellie, you talked about, you know, she wants to be the cure and she wants to help. I 100% agree with that. Yeah, she's trying to cure Sam. But like the, the way they're having the conversations of like, you know, what would you do? I would go be a sheep rancher. I want to go to space, which is, you know, obviously a great illusion to everything we know is coming. Hopefully that they follow it. Exactly. Uh, that's all great. But like, I felt like it was a, in the game. It felt more grim on that walk uh, to meet the fireflies in terms of like this. This is going to take a, a lot out of us, if not everything. Whereas this one, it feels like Ellie right now totally believes that she's going to give them a bit of blood and they're going to, you know, put it into a, a Cindriliker? That's not it. What do I mean? Cindriliker? We've all fucking wow. been there. You know what I'm talking like about. Final Fantasy it's not right. Guy. The thing you put it in, it spins around. Blender? Centrifugal force to move the blood. It doesn't matter. They're going to tell me. Cent centrifuge. Thank you, oh. Lou. Wow. Cindriliker. Hey, I knew I was wrong. You saw well, me do the cool, wits. That's a cool fake word, though. Well, let's invent like it, it right now. You and me, we invented Cindriliker. Like, What's you know, the Webster definition for Cindriliker? Well, we'll make it up. It'll be like a sentence. We'll use it like, we'll do what Theranos said they were going to do, but we'll do it. You know who Theranos is? <laughs> there's a great, there's a couple great documentaries. There's a great documentary and then a great show on Hulu about. The, the, she's the woman from SF who like did the fake blood thing. She talk, talk like this. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that was a deep, a deep cut blood joke. I love it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Goddamn news once in a while. You know what? You know what? Everybody, I want you to go to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny so you can get the show ad free. But everyone else, here is a word from our sponsors. Shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this episode. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself that you'd stick to? Well, HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. Fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 15 minutes so you can enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with Bernays sauce, or Southwest pork and bean burritos. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been using HelloFresh for years. Kevin loves how easy it is to get Paula vegetarian options, while I just love how quick the fast and fresh recipes come together during a hectic day in the studio. Go to HelloFresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kind of funny 65 and use code kind of funny 65 for 65 percent off plus free shipping hellofresh america's number one meal kit when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, boys, we talked a lot about Joel and Ellie, but we've been doing And Theranos. This, this, and Theranos. This <laughs> and the dropout. Show. That's this the show. show. Watch it on Hulu. <gasps> I want to talk about Jackson. We've been talking we about for a lot of the this this episode, and like we we saw it in the trailers, we saw it in the next time on. I did not expect them to go this hard. I think it was a great decision to change this from the games. The dam was always one of my least favorite sections of the game. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this was such a better version of it. It ties it into the future so much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of builds the the foundation for things in like in a great way that like doesn't get in the way in the story. I think enhances it. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. It, it, this was a nice Jackson from Last of Us Part Two into Part One, set, setting the stage, building out what. We're going to be doing next season spoilers, of course. I like being there in the winter, also. Yeah, you know they yeah, yeah. shifted winter a bit earlier in the, in in the show, and it almost feels like in like a reference to the beginning of Last of Us Part Two, sure. where that starts off winter and you have the the snowball fight and all that stuff. So I like seeing it in that season. And it was also so great in terms of the juxtaposition of what you've seen for five episodes of the world being completely fucked, and then you get here and there are kids running around, yep. and it's like, oh yeah, we haven't heard that in a long time, and it is they're singing Christmas carols on the street and they're having a movie night and they have diva cups and they're doing all sorts. It's like. Damn, yeah, this is a society that kept on, or you know, seven years ago started and has been going since then. It's a great introduction and I think a great uh, contrast to what we're seeing outside the gates. I love the set design of everything. I mean, obviously, we're like extra familiar with it because of all of the marketing and the the trailers and seeing the like the the whatever you want to call it, mess hall, barnyard, whatever that thing is. Um, just seeing it so faithfully recreated, like all the moments and and the the horse. Where you're just like, oh, this isn't gonna end well yep. for this little Shimmer, horsey. No, <laughs> talking about it being uh, a baby, like yeah, the, the, like, the yeah. new one. It's just like, oh, that's like, I love those little things because it's like, it doesn't matter, doesn't get in the way, but it just does for people to know. It's it's a, a cool moment. Yeah, I love how much they um, build uh, Maria's character here, right? Because that was a character I believe. Tara so from True Blood. Come on, there we go. She popped up, and it took me so long. I'm like, why do I know you? Oh, you're not talking with a Louisiana accent. Yeah, hell yeah, Tara. What up? Yeah, it was a it was a few scenes into getting to her, know her where I was like, oh, they're, they're really building to last this part two here. Right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. making this a character that we're gonna come back to in season two, hopefully, and, and see like really um, uh, lead lead Jackson and help lead the compound and stuff. And I liked, I really liked her relationship with Ellie. Right? Her sitting down, doing her hair, like providing yeah. her with new clothes, doing yeah. all. That stuff. I mean, I think they built that in a very sweet way. And the conversation about the kids and the, the like, the graves or whatever, and just being like, "Oh yeah, only one of them's mine." The other, one. It was like, all mm-hmm. of that, I thought was just so good at connecting all the characters and like, hundred percent, like giving backstory that has been necessary for Ellie to know, but in a way that also bonded him and, or her and um, Maria as well. And I just thought like they just added so much depth to the Maria character that in the games I would say is forgettable, like. I don't know if you guys remember her much, but no, I had to like just research there. again. I was like, man, because it's been a year since I played Last of Part Two, so I was like, oh yeah, let me go back and look at Maria because like in the first game, what you they the Tommy introduces you to Maria, yeah, but it doesn't really go that much further. Oh, we don't get that. much with her. No. Yeah, like I said, there's that thing, you know, there's you guys get the group swap for a second, and do that, but yeah, Maria isn't a real character. I I would say until Part Two, yeah. exactly, and that's and her trying to stop Tommy, right? In in Part Two, does she get pregnant ever? 
Did they have a kid? I don't believe I don't they did. No, I don't think they did. No. Love that. Fun little things sure. that said yeah. up. A baby in the first act, everybody. Yeah. Well, and it's a, another one, too, of like, you know, we're jumping around a lot, but there's so much great stuff in Jackson. Like, fucking adored when, uh, you know, uh, Joel's like, ma'am, could we have some just family time or whatever? And, and Tommy's like, no, no, she is family. <laughs> and Ellie's like, congrats. And then there's like, say congrats, Joel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> congrats. And then the same thing, obviously, when he says, uh, Maria's pregnant, right? And he's just like, right, you know, see, I think I'd be a good dad. I guess we'll find out. What the fuck's that mean? You know what I mean? Like, and that, that's a great confrontation for them, too. Like, there's yeah. so much great character development slash scenes here, I guess, really, that we're getting from these people. And I love I love uh, the idea to reinforce Jackson as a community that works in the post-apocalypse. Sure. Uh, that Tommy is like, hey, I've gotten married. I'm, you know, me and my wife are having a kid and all this stuff, right? And that is now you think that's normalized to them where Joel's like, Joel just doesn't understand it, right? Because he comes from this life that's outside the compound. He comes sure. from this life that he is the the contractor and he's doing all uh, uh, all this bullshit, right? And like have, being face to face with that and being and not really understanding how to process it, I think was a really good uh, kind of juxtaposition between where both of them are as characters. Uh, again, like that's another one where I'm, I'm I can't wait to see where they go with that in the second season. Such a great line too, of just like communism. No, we're not communists. No, this this is good. <laughs> Tommy. And Tommy just stops in his tracks as all the wheels click into place. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. So I love Tommy as well. Yeah, he's like, great. Great performance. Then, yeah, the great performance and another one like we were talking about it earlier. But um, I loved the um, the the conversation about uh, Ellie and Maria talking about trust and like the only way you can be betrayed is if you trust somebody. Yeah. And then having that scene immediately butt up against Pedro breaking down to Tommy. Mm-hmm. And like trusting him, yeah. I thought was such a, a great thing. And I, I another also, great one too, right? Where she's infected and Tommy stands up to make a move, and he's like, "Tommy, like you know, she's immune. She's immune." Yep, exactly. I just I love it that the, the the show keeps doing the thing of like introducing a concept as good or bad, and then flipping it immediately, where it's just like you know rep, the representation or um, reputation, bad reputation, whatever. It's like it could be a good thing. It's like could also be bad. Like immediately they always put that out there where it's like there there's two sides to all this and it's just complicated at this point. Like there it has to be because of uh the world they're in and you have to you have to not trust everybody, but you have to trust some people. Like you need somebody out there. Like you can't just be doing this alone. And I really really thought they did that uh, a great service in this episode to like build that theme that The Last of Us has always kind of had. Yeah. I loved watching. So I, last night I watched with a friend who has never played through The Last of Us and didn't really know the story. And it's fun seeing the different reactions and different takes because the scene where Joel tells Tommy that Ellie is infected, she was like, oh no, like, was that a mistake? Like, should he not told her? And I was sitting there silent, like, I never thought about that angle. Yeah, like what, what? Like what would a last of story look like if Tommy heard that? And then later on was like, we got to get rid of this Ellie chick, right? But you know, knowing it was, was still a, a like, it's fun seeing both of our both of our, both of our sides and our reactions to that. Um, another thing I want to shout out was the scene with the dog. I felt oh, so yeah. <laughs> during that scene where as like seeing the look on Joel's face, seeing Joel maybe about to have another panic attack, right? And then like Ellie's face, and then it transitioning into her just playing with the dog. I thought was just a fantastic way to play it. And then him later talking about that scene from his perspective, yeah. like actually giving his inner thoughts and like why him, he didn't do anything. Him like right. on the the brink of not tears of just being like, I I knew I needed to do something and I couldn't do something. It's like, yeah. oh my God, this like we we've never seen this side of Joel. Like because yep. that this side of Joel was put on us the players, right? I feel like that's the difference between the game and this is like the the show needs to kind of like tell us things because 
we, when we're playing the game, are thinking these things. You know, yeah. like, but we gotta get it. We gotta protect this, or we have to solve this problem, even though we're we actually aren't the ones in control of the story. We're just in control of making the story move forward. Yeah, the entire. I mean, the entire conversation between Tommy and Joel, like toward the end of it, had me tearing up because again, Pedro Pascal absolutely murdered it. But yeah, him listing off the things of being like, you know, I am half deaf. You know, I am this. I had like. You know, I I um, um I forget if he actually mentioned his panic attacks, but basically talking about how he's freezing up, right? And he doesn't yeah. he doesn't want to 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 lose this, right? Like again, him saying that I I keep having these dreams and I keep failing in my sleep. Again, such a powerful way to do it. And was we've addition, seen it too throughout oh, yeah. the season already. We've yep. seen him in his sleep, like still shaking, mumbling, mumbling. Sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and connecting all those dots, I think, is just a, a, a really no. good way to do it. And that was another great scene from Joel and Ellie, right? Of you know him waking up, her having taken last shift. Yeah. You can't do things like this. Well, I can because I just did. And like explaining what she did and what he taught her. And like, again, really showing her his knowledge trickling down and her paying attention and, and her being crafted into a little jewel. Yeah. And I mean, then we get the, you know, the I'd say best example of Joel and Ellie just chilling, <laughs> like Blessing was talking yeah. about in this episode, like towards the end where he's teaching her how shoot. to shoot and yeah. all that. And I just thought that that was a, a great, great moment, like a calm before the storm. I mean, that whole bit was a calm before the storm. The beautiful. Yeah vista shots of the the horseback riding and you just like they just let it linger like they're like we knew what we fucking had here like that shit was hot as hell before we get too far out of jackson though and like actually was it dina 100 percent. oh yeah and now it's will this be. actress be her in the future that i'm a little bit more hesitant on but craig neil if you respect fucking continuity it better be this person all right that's what i'm gonna say but yeah it's this uh, woman no, who no ant-man daughter recast i times. swear to god if i get three different fucking dinas in the last of us i won't stand for it <laughs> the last of us is headed to the multiverse greg <laughs> that's what happened with ant-man's daughter there's been three cats. Oh, you're right. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I forgot. Shows your whole ass one. on that one, yeah. didn't you? Yeah. Do you, yeah, you think did. it's Dina? Go home and read another oh. fucking book, nerd. <laughs> for, yeah, I for sure think it's Dina. Uh, again, to the actor thing, who knows if it's going to be the same actor. But uh, it's funny because when I saw that scene, I I thought I was clever. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to pull that up during the show. Like, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get these guys. And I look at Twitter right after the, yeah. the episode. And like even Neil Druckmann is like tweeting about it. I was like, oh, okay, well. It's Dina. <laughs> it's Dina. It's Dina. <laughs> Which is great. I love it. I, I think knowing the Dina we know from the games, this Dina didn't seem like her. And that's a silly thing to say based on 0.5 seconds of screen time. But mm. even in those 0.5 seconds, it didn't feel like Dina. But she's younger. I'm sure yeah. they could change that. But like five years before, like five years separated. So yeah, I can see the idea of her being shy when she first sees Ellie and like being like, who the fuck is this girl who's chowing down all our food? And then five years later, them having a conversation, joking about it. Yeah. It's just great. Like, I, the Jackson stuff I thought was incredibly special. It's so well done. And it just, like, sets the stage so well for season two and even for the end of this this season, right? Yeah. For them to them have back. a place to return to that in the, the first game we kind of just saw over a Vista. But now watching the show for first-time watchers, it's like, this makes a lot more sense. And, yeah, I watched it with Gia, who doesn't know. And, God, it's so hard to be careful to not spoil things when she asks questions. And I'm like what's the best way to answer this with like not setting you off this way or that way of like, Oh yeah, they survive here. Or like referencing something later. It's very difficult with this because I bet you that the majority of people out there think Joel is dead right now, <laughs> which is so funny to me because we're all like, Oh, he ain't dead. He ain't dead at all. <laughs> but it's just like, there's so many people that legit, this is like a Glenn and the walking dead thing where it's like, Oh, they're dead. <laughs> but are they? I don't know. Wait, which line in the Walking Dead thing? You're talking about him being under the dumpster? The dumpster one, yeah. God, I hated that so yeah. much. That frustrated <laughs> me so much. Uh, but yeah, speaking of the of Jackson again, the face-to-face with Joel and Ellie, um, that was 
basically line for line with with the game of uh you know her telling tell, telling him you know everybody fucking leaves. this is all they had work this is all they had to worry about what to wear what boys yeah, like oh my them. god yeah <laughs> i think that scene they recreated so well i like the fact that ellie didn't run away in this one you know i think one they saved time in the runtime but then also <laughs> <laughs> i got things to do yeah, hbo like, I, I got things i gotta to go do. but also like you know i think this ellie just distract me as an ellie that would be as reckless as uh in-game ellie at this point like i kind of believe it from the game but this ellie feels a bit more responsible if that makes sense she's just listening more yeah yeah like i have i got respect for for, for this ellie um but yeah i like that i like the fact that she didn't run away but i do like the fact that they were still able to capture every emotion in that scene without her even running away just from joel being like you know you know what's up and her just letting him have it right and them having that back and forth of you know like i'm sorry about your daughter you know, I forget, Ellie, you're treading on mighty thin ice. I forget if it says that line. But he doesn't say it in this one. It, oh, broke, it broke my yeah. heart. I love that line so much. But I was like, I guess that's a bit over the top. <laughs> it said it was, don't. Yeah, don't. When he, when he said don't. And then don't. he also said it's the line, uh, you don't know what loss is. You don't is. know what loss is, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, I really like the line, you're going to shoot this thing or you're going to get it pregnant. Yeah, this Ellie's funny. I, I, I really enjoy what Bella Ramsey's doing for this character. Trying to see, you guys have any other notes you want to bring up here? Uh, there's a part when they get to university where Joel says this way, and it was the most video game like in moment <laughs> dialogue. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've heard him heard Joel say this way like a million times in the game. So it's funny they had it uh, in the show. No, and then yeah, you can pinpoint where the next three episodes are going to go. Right, like next week's Left Behind. You imagine after that is going to be David. the David chapter, and then after that is Hospital. Can I? It's a question then with uh, Left Behind. Do you think that they play it like the game where we see? Her kind of in present time protecting Joel because it seems in, in the next time on we don't see any of that we see a lot more of the uh, what's it called American Dreams no no left behind left behind yeah. no but even the the comic like, book the comic, yeah, the comic book stuff. was American Dreams yeah. American Dreams in the the next time on it seemed like we're getting some like stuff that left behind didn't cover like the Ellie's um, time in, in Boston right did it I mean it's where I mean yeah that's where you uh, um da, 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 Riley comes back for her right. She comes back, gets her out of the thing. Then they go out. They go to the mall. That's when she tells her she's going away. As we, we don't see like the day to day of like her because uh, like in the next time you see him like in gym class or whatever. Like we okay. don't see that kind. Yeah, of that stuff. stuff. Even American um, Dreams, I don't remember that being oh, yeah? a huge part of it. But I haven't read American Dreams in a long. Time. That's and my also, thing. We we know that you know from the trailers for the season like uh, there's some sort of flashback of Ellie's mom that's being played by um, actually. Ashley and like you'll get that next. Guy. So I think you that'll think? probably. Be I think you get that. Behind. I think you get that next, and I do not think you get you do. I don't think they fl- they go. I don't think we get any modern thing. I think they want if you're a viewer and you've never exactly. seen it before, you're gonna hang in your head of holy is shit, Joel is he here? dead? Yeah. We had an entire episode of Ellie's backstory, right? Mm. And then at the, maybe at the very end, you get her going out and hunting on her own, and then then it's credits, and you're like, is Joel really dead? And then we start just like the game did. And see, I, just, I don't like that. I think it's just all flashback next week. Then the, 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 two weeks from now is, Hey, it starts the same way. We get to David 15, 20 minutes in or probably 10 minutes in. Right. And you have that conversation of just like uh, uh, medicine. What does she need? Uh, uh, antibiotics. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and then, then we have the same feeling as a viewer. We did as a gamer. Like Joel's alive. Joel's still alive. Yeah. I'm interested. Cause I, I think that they have a lot of uh, room to play with just like the, placing of things uh with left behind with all this and yeah. i like that we're seeing a little bit more of the the backstory from like the gym class and all that stuff um i something tells me that the ashley johnson thing isn't going to be in the left behind part and that it's going to be in the like hospital part with marlene but hmm. totally could be wrong on that i just like 
just thinking because we unless they change a lot because like ellie doesn't know her mom so it's like it'd be interesting yeah i don't know where they fit it in this part of her story yeah Yeah. you know i but but my whole thought my whole thought process on it is like i how much marlene didn't know from taking in her that she was uh, originally when she took her and then gave her up to the orphanage the school right didn't know she was uh, uh, invulnerable to the infection, right? Yeah. So I feel like you would just have it be that you're going to open this episode with what actually happened. Like it's going to be like these flashes of Ellie's life pre all of that. You know, the gym class, sure, but before that, what happened with her mom and why did this happen? And then we'll know watching it of like, oh, Ashley Johnson got bit, gave birth. That's how she got around this and yada yada the infection, blah blah blah. And then we go through this little timeline to get to uh, the stuff with Riley and left behind. Yeah, totally. I mean, that could be a cold open right there. But I I see it the other way too, just because uh, you, you know, through um, the recordings that you find in the hospital that Marlene has a difficulty as well with the decision with Ellie. And so I, I think that that flashback of Ellie being born, maybe Marlene was there. um, And that kind of like feeding into giving her side of like, this is a difficult decision for her too. And Joel doesn't fully understand that, but we as the audience can fully understand that by bringing in that memory, but it'll be interesting to see how they do it. Uh, Another question I got for you guys. Do you think we'll ever see the fungal network thing ever again? Or do you think that was just a Boston thing? The fungal network, of course, being like in this season, I doubt it, right? Because like, why would you be doing it in any of the next sections? And maybe David, you could do something with it there that you know. But I, I still feel like, no, probably not. Yeah, so I like the idea of it so much. But as we get further away from Boston, I'm like, oh, maybe that was just a maybe Boston was so fucked <laughs> when it came to the infect infected. No, because we see it. I mean, the the intro, right? Like that mm-hmm. is the whole intro is seeing that it, it's, it's spread, spread yeah. and it, like like pulsate like the the network. So I. Yeah, I just they don't think that there's much place for it in yeah. this season, but uh, they're de- we're definitely coming back to that at some point. And speaking of that, um, I, I didn't do this, um, but I want to look at the screenshot of the map that they look at in the university because it's like it's interesting where all the the firefly spots are, and like there was a, a lot up in Seattle. Anytime yeah. we see a map, of course, I'm looking straight at Seattle. Seattle. Like, what's going on up there? Um, but yeah, I'm sure that there's like some cool mm-hmm. Easter eggs and shit there going on. Um, any final thoughts? I like yeah. this show, and I'm excited good show, for more everybody. of it. Good I'm, show. I'm, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun watching the show. Yeah, good job, y'all. Only three more weeks of fun. Oh. That means three more weeks of fun right here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. Remember, we do these every single Monday live at 9 a.m. on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. You can watch them later on that same site. You can watch them on roosterteeth.com, or you can get them as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny screencast. Until next time, endure and survive. <laughs>